You're listening to What Were You Thinking? All of those things were kind of like coming together and, and you know, creating a, a cataclysmic moment for our community, for our audiences. It was like, wow, okay, the stories are changing and, and they're more urgent than ever before. Are there truly optimistic stories out there in this single worst moment in the history of time? But again, you don't know that until you get in there. What Were You Thinking is a podcast where a brand or agency creative looks back at the creation of a single piece of branded content or campaign and blow by blow tells the story of what they were thinking when it was created. In this episode, we hear from Scott Cochier, Executive Creative Director at Understood, as they created the Quarantine Chronicles, a video series during the height of the pandemic. At Understood, we are shaping the world for difference. And and what that means is we support the one in five Americans who learn and think differently. And when we talk about learning and thinking differences, we're talking about things like ADHD, dyslexia, um, dyscalculia, um, you know, brain-based differences that genuinely impact how someone learns, thinks, processes. We are quite literally shaping a world where the four and five, everyone else essentially, uh, is doing their part to make things more accessible. We're a little bit of a hybrid as a, as a team structure in that we are a brand and there is marketing and, and social content, obviously, but we're also an editorial or media company in a lot of ways where we're creating a ton of content, very much steeped in expert vetted sometimes clinical in nature, but necessarily so. It just feels very polished. And it's it's very kind of educational in nature. So it, it's structured. And we have to be very deliberate with, like, this is what you're going to learn here. Here are the four tips you need. Here's one. Here's two. Here's three. Here's four. And, and as a reminder, these are the four tips you just learned, and, and away you go. So that's kind of been our, you know, our history. say probably late 2019 we were going through like a significant rebrand we were replatforming we we were changing content management systems and overhauling our brand and overhauling our site experience some of our research some of the stuff that we were seeing within our communities like i said we knew that there were a lot of people out there that we weren't connecting with yet that we needed to in some instances the parents because of their experience and because of the fact that they've had to advocate for the kids and for their family so much, they're almost resident experts themselves. So there's also a lot of power in connecting the community. You know, there's also a great amount of power in some of that kind of emotional support as well. And I think we were very much cognizant of trying to create more content that was looking to capture the idea of our families in real life. And I think that was actually what spawned our revised content strategy pretty seismically. So that was kind of the conversation we were having strategically 2019. There's 
There's lots of uncertainty regarding the rapidly evolving situation regarding coronavirus. The number of coronavirus cases has spiked. Um, so it is a special emergency meeting denoted in uh, open meeting laws. So in response to the COVID-19 pandemic, has announced a continuity of education plan with an early dismissal of all schools. quite obvious that this, everything that the pandemic was bringing was exposing all of these like very real and very relevant uh, challenges for, for our communities. I'd understood we're very accustomed to families coming to us in moments of crisis, but now this is, you know, a cataclysmic moment. It just created such a sense of urgency and a multiplicity of the events and the impact and the the fear and the anxiety and the concern and the stress, all of it was just that much greater. Obviously working in marketing, everyone, I mean, it, it sounds bizarre to say this, but it felt like everyone was jumping on the, you know, this is a moment to create content and say how it's important right now. And, you know, I think that created a sense of urgency for us, but at the same time, we, we know what our mission is. So it was really important for us to kind of ground ourselves in why this moment was important for understood. With the world turned on its head, Scott's team took a moment to revisit the brand relaunch and the content strategy. How do we put a spotlight for you know families within the understood universe to tell their stories? but we need to do so in a way that is respectful and not intrusive and not adding things to plates that truly can't take anything else added onto. All of those things were kind of like coming together and, and you know, creating a, a cataclysmic moment for our community, for our audiences. It was like, wow, okay, the stories are changing and, and they're more urgent than ever before. Are there truly optimistic stories out there in this single worst moment in the history of time? <laughs> but again, you don't know that until you get in there. The Understood team decides to move into production of their content series earlier than planned due to the impact of COVID. But to do so, they would rely on user-generated content rather than sending a production team into the field as they originally had intended. So the creative leads on this were our senior art director and senior copywriter, Oksana and Bill, and our producer, Berman, were kind of front and center on developing the treatments and the ideas. You know, a very kind of like lean approach, but, you know, the, the folks who were conceiving it were also the folks that were executing it. We knew we needed to turn out a certain amount of episodes over a duration of time. The goal was to try to be efficient as well and, and leave room for a story arc. Not so much put a bow on it, but more, you know, from our, our mission standpoint, it was important for us to always have a sense of optimism. Once we had the idea and the treatment kind of locked in, obviously the next big thing to figure out is who are these families and what are their stories and how are we going to find them? It's been difficult with mostly Lourdes because this virtual thing of having her sit down and pay attention to her schoolwork online with a teacher is not working. As luck would have it, 
understood producer Berman Fenelis knew a family that fit their initial criteria. Before using a casting agency to find additional families and launching a full-scale production, Scott and the team would try the Walker family as a proof of concept. Because there was a personal relationship there, Berman, he felt comfortable in that it could be a little bit more experimental with them. And we kind of posited like, hey, before we like even jump into like active casting, we could test a few things out with these friends of ours, their game to tell their story. And <laughs> this will give us like an even safer space to kind of iron out all the kinks. Obviously, there's always a wild card when you're working in an uncontrolled environment, right? By virtue of relying on coverage from the subjects themselves who aren't professional video producers or, or, or creators. Uh, you know, there is some general anxiety about like, not only is this going to work, but like, are, are we going to have content that we feel good putting out into the universe? It still is overwhelming now. We're just trying to adapt. Our days have to start at nine o'clock, meaning I have to start logging in to work at nine. So does Elijah, um, Lourdes also. So we try to be up right before then. We're all in the same position and we're all stressed out about the same thing. Um, so I would say, don't be too hard on yourself, you know, just try to do your best and try, try to get through this. And then, as soon as it started coming in, we couldn't have asked for more honest and real and accessible moments than what they gave us on their own. I think we tried to be respectful, but directional. It was like, oh, it would be great if you could do a vlog where you're just mom, you're talking directly to camera and like, just talk about the day, like wherever it goes, go for it. We also were able to arrange, you know, a handful of just interviews over the course of, you know, two weeks or so with the family where at that point we can respond to some of the stuff that's been sent early. We can ask some directional questions. We can connect some dots that might not be connected. You know, not that the idea is foolproof or that the construct is foolproof, but like, yes, we can find the right families. And when, the, when we do, this could be really powerful. After the success with the Walkers, Scott and the team worked with a casting agency to find four more families to follow. Just made into work. I haven't even gotten out the car yet. So what I'm about to go in and do now is get my temperature taken. I'm going to get my first mask and I am going to, um, they're gonna ask me if I have any symptoms of COVID, coughing, um, chest pain, all that good stuff. And I'm gonna head into work and do some good stuff today. I am a manager at a local health system here in South Carolina. I am a sergeant in the uh, South Carolina Department of Corrections. The casting became huge because not only did we have the typical kind of like demographic or psychographic type things that we, you know, we need a family. We need someone who has a child between the ages of eight and 12 who learns and thinks differently. You know, it would be great if both parents were working or, you know, like all of those types of things. We were mindful of finding folks from all different types of backgrounds and all different types of 
family situations. But I think, you know, we were very intentional in trying to just capture as many different angles and perspectives and experiences as possible. We as parents, we have to put on that face. No, because these are our kids. We have to show them that we're strong every day when we're not. We have to strong. We have to show them that we're 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 just you know durable. I know when I moved here, it was it was a tough choice for me, and that I knew I was moving my kids into a community where they were not going to be represented, where there was very few of people who looked like them, and I struggled with that decision. Ultimately, I moved here because of the schools more than anything. But I have felt some sort of, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to say guilt, but I have felt badly about the fact that they're not exposed to many people who look like them. My name's Kalani, I'm 17, and I'm a current senior in my high school. For being a, a black kid in a school that's predominantly white, I think in more ways than not, we're kind of like overlooked. For me, having ADHD, like, if I didn't advocate for myself, I really, don't think for most teachers at least, you wouldn't really see teachers coming to the student and asking them like, oh, are you understanding it? And that's also just a part of being in high school. As the pandemic happened, a whole host of things happened societally and culturally. Those things have a very real impact on these children's ability to get what they need from a, a resource standpoint. And we needed to respond and react in a way that kept us tethered to our North Star, which is learning and thinking differences. Like it would be very easy to see how this could just turn into like a much more broader pandemic content series and social justice content series. But like what the the team did, both, you know, the creative teams and the, and the production teams was find the intersectionality of it all and make sure that, yes, these are things that we can't ignore and these are things that we need to take on but finding that connective tissue in the editing process. Were these families, were these individuals, were these kids reckoning with a lot of things all at once? Absolutely. Were there moments of struggle and adversity? 100%. Was there ever a sense of hopelessness in any of it? I, I, I really believe no. That in and of itself is a pretty powerful idea. The pandemic has not stopped, nor has life. And so we're just like, we're navigating down the river and doing our best. And, and, and sometimes we do better than, than, than other days. Most of the stuff I help Kennedy with, Kennedy helps me with too. I think the kids have been really resilient during COVID. For me, one of the most poignant moments was when Lulu's mom saw the growth and the progress. Someone watching that, you know, as obviously as, as a parent of a child, this is what this whole thing could be. She's, she communicates so much more now and it's just, it's a, her progress, I'm sorry. <laughs> This is exactly what we're talking about. This is why we exist. We could talk about like, we're here to exist so that we shape a world for difference. And you know, when we shape a world for difference, the children thrive, or we could just show a child thriving. I never thought we could do something like that. 
The Quarantine Chronicles validated Understood's insights amid the brand's relaunch. Scott says this subject matter can often be pretty heavy, and when you throw it into a pandemic, it can be even heavier. He and his team always talk about striving to be realistically optimistic. They don't want to be Pollyanna about things, but they also don't want to be dire or dark. So in the end, when we see these families, and when they let us see all that they're going through, there's most certainly an element of hope and of optimism, which for Scott was really the most inspiring part of all of it. What Were You Thinking is hosted and edited by Barrett Tripp. It's produced by Content Branded. Content Branded helps brands and agencies tell stories that not only grab, but also hold your attention. Learn more about their workshops and consulting at contentbranded.com. Links to see the content discussed during the podcast can be found on our website, whatwereyouthinkingpodcast.com.